Hello everyone, this is Elliot Reed from the Ask L podcast, I'm the founder of the Revitalize Clinic, where we've helped over 6,500 people become mentally well, physically fit and pain-free. And I'm also the founder of blackhistory.school. Now today we're going to be talking about black history. Now you guys might have seen that on the lecture that on African history, which was tele- televised by the ITV. Um, the hero story is one of the things I speak about quite soon into the talk. Now, in summary, after human beings first learned that farming seeds can produce a plentiful supply of food, we see the start of the great civilizations. The production of food allowed for people time to think. Early humans no longer had to spend six hours a day looking for food and four hours a day chewing it. So they started to build, specialize, and philosophize on the meaning of life creation of the universe, etc. Now, humans being hierarchical, complex, multifaceted, with very complex emotional characteristics, started to create the first myths which reflect our very complex internal world. God became the symbol of all potential for all being, often synonymous with the mother, i.e., Mother Nature, um, or even the deification of Virgin Mary. And a hero often emerges in these myths from the raw potential of God. And this hero then comes into maturity. Now, this may be in the form of Jesus, Buddha, Hercules, or even Simba from the Lion King. We can see trends in many, many myths. And this hero then goes on to battle symbols of inner turmoil that we humans experience on a regular basis. For example, aggression, jealousy, darkness, trickery, evil. The hero then goes on to transform, triumph and return to tell the story of their great accomplishment. Death is even a form of transformation as we see, for example, with Jesus Christ, who was transformed by death into, well, we might say God. The argument by the mythologist Joseph Campbell is that this is the foundation for all religion humans expressing the nature of their internal world by personifying their external world. One of the first people to tell the hero's journey in such a way were the ancient Egyptians. In short, in the ancient Egyptian myths, Osiris, the god of uh, which symbolizes order, culture, or structure, does battle with Set, who represents chaos, darkness, evil, and destruction. And Set then destroys Osiris, and so Chaos destroys order, and cuts him up into many different pieces and banishes uh, Set banishes Osiris to the underworld. After this, Isis, who is Osiris's wife, who is symbolically very similar to the Virgin Mary. In fact, if you look at statues of the Virgin Mary and of Isis holding Horus, the similarities are undeniable. Isis then finds the phallus of Osiris and impregnates herself with it, giving birth to the deity Horus. Horus, the thought god, appropriately represents sight, the light, truth, and consciousness. This is why his eye is often seen on top of pyramids in modern symbology. The eye represents consciousness at the top of the body uh, of the sorry, the consciousness, uh, the eye represents consciousness at the top of the body of the pyramidal structure or obelisk which is topped by a different material to represent the separation between body and consciousness. 
The story goes that Horus then fights Set and destroys him. The legend goes that Horus must fight Set every night and represent the internal struggle to banish evil within us and within our community on a regular basis. Horus then takes his eye to Osiris to give him the ability of foresight, truth and light. They then emerge together from the underworld. Horus representing the redeemer of the father, much like Jesus does in Christianity. So why have I mentioned all of this? Well, because for humans to have been telling more or less the same story over and over again since the dawn of civilization, it must be very, very important. Myths and stories must be very important to us. It must mean something to us. We as human beings deify our peers into heroes. We idolize what they represent, often in all of their positives and we ignore their negatives. It is a natural phenomenon that we see time and time again throughout mythology and throughout history. For example, no one really speaks of the faults of Winston Churchill, George Washington, Queen Elizabeth II, St. George, David Beckham, etc. We speak of mostly their positive traits, often without alluding to specific events. I, we talk about their traits, but not the events which led us to believe these traits exist. And this is because we absorb and interpret meaning and symbology far more than we do facts as human beings. The 19th century psychologist Carl Jung then argued that we actually integrate these heroes into our persona. He uses the term archetypes, the dogged determinism of, uh, sorry, the dogged determination, for example, of Winston Churchill and George Washington, the loving nature of Jesus, even the priorities of David Attenborough, we might internalize. We might not know factually much of what they actually did or what they said, but we know what they stood for. Now, growing up in Gravesend, I had a lot of Sikh friends. I still have a lot of Sikh friends. Whenever I went around their houses, I would marvel at the image of Guru Gobind Singh. A lot of my friends would have this, this huge, marvellous portrait of Guru uh, Gobind Singh hanging on their wall. And he was often depicted with a hawk and a bow. Now, I would ask my friends who this man was, and they would say that he was a great Sikh warrior guru who hugely contributed to the Sikh religion. I could see how my friends channeled the qualities of Guru Gobind Singh throughout their persona. And I couldn't help but think, well, where's my equivalent of Guru Gobind Singh? Where is my people's hero? Because all I had been told, as many others have been told, that all black people were, were slaves and then thankfully, after being pulled from their own uh, primitivity, a primitive uh, environment, despite, although they were slaves for 300 years, the British and the Americans and other Western Europeans set them free. And that was almost a rite of passage into modernity, so the slave trade. So this story, as you can imagine, you probably felt the same way. It was very incomplete. There was no hero story in this. The black diaspora were essentially enslaved for 400 years, and then the British, Americans, and other Western Europeans miraculously had a change of heart and let them go free. Not much of a hero story. The historical hero is left redundant. You can't help but feel that no one took the stand when they should have done, and as they do in many other stories. But then I started to read. And after reading, not even that deeply, it's very clear that more Blacks have fought and died for our future than Saints have for Christendom. And that is an absolute fact. Toussaint Louverture and his generals defeated three Western European superpowers during the Haitian Revolution, including Napoleon Bonaparte, to establish a democracy of freed people who had overthrown their oppressors. And this is the first time and the only time this has ever occurred in history. 
Queen Nanny and Kojo of the Windward and Leeward Maroons beat the British into submission in Jamaica. And they then signed or they forced the British into having no further action but to try and sign a truce. And this was at the peak of the slave trade. Taki or Pongo led 1,000 freed slaves against the British in Jamaica. Sam Sharp led 60,000 freed slaves against the British 70 years later in 1831. Stateside in America, we have phenomenal individuals such as Nat Turner, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, and Equiano Alado, who crossed both continents to campaign for the freedom of enslaved Africans. Equiano Alado, who eventually settled in Britain. Many of our heroes are surprisingly incredibly well documented, which begs the question as to how many more there were who weren't so well documented. We descend from an extremely empowered people who fought the right fight no matter what the odds were, which prompts my next question as to why have they been written out of history? Ancient Egyptians are depicted as European, apart from, for example, their servants, of course, which we can see in the film Exodus, where <clears throat> the ruling elite were depicted as being Europeans and those who were slaves or in servitude were depicted as being African. Julia Roberts was intended, intended to be casted as Harriet Tubman, the African-American um, who emancipated countless slaves from the slave trade. And emancipation is depicted to have been done by the goodwill of the slavers and not the determination and sacrifice of African people. We could take time to explore as to why these individuals have been written out of history another time. But I would argue that the fact that we have had our hero story denied to us emphasizes how incredibly important it is to hold on to it. No one would go through so much effort to twist and misconstrue the truth if the truth wasn't so incredibly important to begin with, i.e. its importance predicates the reason for its removal. But our issue is that if we can't see our heroes in our own images, then it becomes incredibly difficult to step inside that image and essentially level yourself up to the level of the hero. And since it is normal human phenomena to step inside the ideal representation of our heroes, which hero image would we want to step into? That's our choice. I would argue that there are many examples of very popular people whose images we don't really want to step into. Those who represent low morals, frivolous spending, uh, frivolous spending habits, glamorization of violence, crime, narcotics, etc. Our history is full of individuals with godlike abilities to inspire, control the destiny, and to lead their people to the promised land. There are countless heroes who have accomplished these feats during colonial history and even more so previous to colonial history. Learn of them and witness your esteem become transformed by their stories. I've written an entire plug-in and play curriculum which features our heroes which you can access via the link in the blog post and I'm currently working on a comic book series which will feature a group of young teens as they tap into their history and unlock its secrets to empower themselves in the present world. Thank you so much for listening or reading my blog post. And if you would like to hear more from me, then please subscribe to my newsletter and YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Elliot John Reed, two L's, two T's, J-O-H-N-R-E-I-D. And uh, my newsletter can be accessed on my website, which is www.blackhistories.school. So the main message for today's post is that 
We need heroes. Everyone needs heroes. Deification of heroes is a very natural human phenomenon. And we historically have been denied our heroes. We have one option. We have to find them, learn about them, and internalize the messages. Thank you so much for listening.